All righty. Well, welcome back, everybody. So we'll do a little recap of last session. Uh, the orphans fended off a kidnapping attempt on Lilith by a band of mercenaries sent to retrieve the amulet that she wears around her neck. Narrowly defeating the Mertz, you all discovered that they were sent by a patient known only as Patient 86 at the Ravencroft Institute, an asylum for the criminally insane, and more specifically, a place where superpowered individuals believed to be suffering from psychoses or delusions are sent for rehabilitation. Additionally, Lilith found the key to her father's storage facility, a place where perhaps she may be able to find out more clues to her past. Shatter dealt with the guilt of being forced to attack his newfound friends, but discovered that he can sustain a massive amount of damage uh, from yet reform his body from shattered glass. Martin Lee set the team up with a base of operations that still needs some work, uh, but introduced them to Claire Temple, a nurse familiar with the acts of superheroism and how to treat their wounds sustained in battle. After a night's rest and some healing, the group now needs to determine their next moves while keeping watch over their shoulder for both the House of Blue Lights and damage control. So I shall turn things over to you guys at your new uh, base of operations, the old firehouse uh, close to Central Park. I was sleeping. <laughs> uh, I think this, this place is, the next, is great. The next morning, we right? Yeah, we, yeah, we can uh, we can fast forward to the next morning. I'm still sleeping. <laughs> is uh, is the nurse still here, or has she gone? No, she's stuck it out through the night with you guys okay. just to make sure that that you all were okay. She kind of hunkered down in a in a nearby room. Okay. I forget, did we heal? Yeah, we healed with considering the, We healed considering this morning, correct? Uh, not considering this morning. Uh, so you would heal up to your endurance rank at this point. So, yeah, I know we've, I know we've talked about it, guys, but, uh, you know, what, what happened, you know, the other night, it, um, that, that, could, that really could have gone a different way. That, uh, that could have gone a lot worse. So um, I don't know what's, you know, what's on everybody else's mind. But the only thing I can think about is uh, catching up to that, that group that tried to take Nick's and uh, see if we can catch them by surprise. Hmm. Um, we pretty much left them all for damage con- or for the... Fit the- Authorities to pick up, right? Yeah, yep. Uh, other than the, uh, we did out of character here. We or uh, we did kill one, right? Is there one that died? Yeah. Um, out of that group, I'm, I'm trying to remember. Actually, I don't think that anyone actually perished. I think you okay. you were able to freshly fucked up. But... Okay. But nobody yeah. died. 
just the you know the state a couple of them were were left in i'm worried they may you know they may come back for us or or her you know they will certainly try again those not those specific people but this person who is uh paying for these mercenaries will certainly not give up so easily Uh, but we, I was gonna say sorry, uh, but we may find clues to who they are as uh, in this. Um, what was it though? Storefront. Oh, oh, in the storeroom. Uh, yeah, the storeroom. Because we have the key for that. Yeah, that Maya's dad apparently yeah. had. Uh, there might be some answers to Maya's past in there. Do we have the location of that? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. You do. We know how to get there and everything. Okay. Mm-hmm. It may we may glean some more information on who was after us on this patient forty six. Eighty six. Eighty six. Sure. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Some number. Eighty six. Start if any. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would. I would suggest we start that. Start there first before taking on the asylum. My worry is they are, they seem to be one step ahead of us, or either they had been laying in wait for us to go to Maya's place forever, which doesn't seem logical to me. They know where we are. I fear they may have a way to track her energy signature. I was about to ask, could there be any any way they're tracking us? And if that's the case, then do we want to lead them to you know, another location they may be expecting us to show up at now. Would we rather lead them to, you know, uh, I mean, draw them out, or should we just, I mean, we could go look into this thing and just keep our, you know, keep our eyes peeled, looking over our shoulders, but... I would think they would need more time to regroup from the resounding defeat that we handed them. Might be right. Uh, It'd be be a good time to take advantage of that. So we might go quick. Yeah. Have the chance. I'm wondering yes. if uh, we'd have to do some tests to see if uh, well one we should look for any kind of detecting device that they might be carrying either they're tracking this or they're tracking my energy signature and I wonder if I don't nix out and I'm just myself if I actually give off a signature so maybe I shouldn't nix out until we're you know it's a code black we need next to come um and then also we also should try and figure out a way to uh i guess dampen or put me out of commission because if anyone in that group was able to take control of me for long periods of time that's that's not good the One, effects either they'll have control of my powers or mm-hmm. they'll release nicks and I don't think she's going to be very happy being imprisoned or not allowed in this plane for centuries. I am working on it. Thank you. Make it a choker, please. <laughs> <laughs> so, and do we want to go check out that storage bin? Yeah, I think it'd be best that we move move quickly while we know we've got you know a little bit of leverage and hopefully time. Clint, you should also get street meat on the way. 
Clint, did you well, get that message? Do we have the uh, orphan mobile? Like the Ghostbusters um, mobile, like out of the firehouse. Where, where, where? As we go, like okay. cruising. I just sent one to you. Yeah, is there okay. like a, a hearse we can? Yeah. What am I? Totally. What am I getting? Uh, Guys, can't tell you that right right away, but I will here momentarily. Something. Right. Someone's here. Shit. Someone's here. I'm feeling where? something. Do you I have can't a direction? Um. Let me see if uh. How much freaking karma do I have? <laughs> uh, can I try to uh, see if uh, I can yeah. pick up the scent of somebody somebody new? Well, a knock just uh, happened at the door. Oh. No. And... <laughs> oh. Gotcha. Um, yeah, okay. Let me... Nix is going to fly up the, the pole to get on the second floor so she's not seen. Um... Yeah. Um, I'm going to go... I'll go invisible and phase go or we'll go there, go invisible and phase through the building to see who it is. Okay. Just uh, right out the front. Yeah. Okay. There's a um, guy that looks to be roughly in his maybe mid thirties standing outside. Um, medium build uh, in a black suit and a slightly off-kilter tie and a thick five o'clock shadow. Uh, and although he's a bit disheveled, it's kind of has a handsome debonair look about him. Uh, and though the morning is a bit overcast, he wears uh, dark, round, red sunglasses. What time is it right now? Oh, okay. Um... Do I recognize? Do I recognize this power? Uh, his powers as ones I've felt before. Yes, but you may not have actually really run directly into him. Into him, uh, yes, because yeah. I, I, I've got him. I found him on the. I got his powers off when I was riding the subway. Um, yes. Okay. Um, I so- will. I'll become visible. Okay. Uh, he knocks at the door again. <laughs> I, I kind of telepathically say, should we have uh, should we have the the nurse answer the door? No, I think we're okay. Who are you? Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I, I, are you staying here by chance? Who are you? Uh, sorry, uh, Matt Murdoch of Nelson Murdoch and Page. Um, nope. I'm looking You're... for either a Colin or a Maya. Who sent you? Uh, a gentleman by the name of uh, Martin Lee. I'm uh, here to uh, represent uh, either Colin or Maya or, or both of them. Uh, I'm a lawyer. Okay. Um, yeah, I how do you know Mr. Lee? Uh, who am I talking to? I'm sorry. We're heading towards the door. Are you blind? Uh, yeah, if you couldn't tell. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Sometimes maybe I represent myself a little bit better uh, oh, than, okay. um, than most. I, yeah, okay, yeah. Go ahead. I'm Colin. Go ahead and come inside. Oh, you're Colin. 
Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, good. Yeah. If it's okay, if there's some place we could maybe all kind of meet and sit down, that would be great. Yeah. Um, come on inside. I'll open the door and okay. um, do. Can you figure out where you're going? Do I need to guide you? No, I can. Sorry, I can I'm, make I'm, it I'm, okay. never, sorry I've never it, dealt with a blind person before. <laughs> Don't want to be rude. No, no problem. If, if you just lead the way, I can follow your footsteps. And he's okay. got a cane uh, with him that he kind of whips out, you know, just to kind of help manage the staircase. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. I'll walk in. Um, it, it's okay, guys. Uh, Martin Lee sent him. Uh, Maya. Oh, 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 Maya. Um, so you can come down. Down, pop down, look, and then slide down the pole. And as she reaches the bottom, inside of her left leg skin goes and gets that like rubbing on the pole it gives her a little burn she's like ah <laughs> she kind of just walks over as she's rubbing her uh, her thigh um, i see I'm, I'm, i see you guys have made yourselves at home here oh uh, yeah everybody this is um matt murdoch um he's a lawyer that martin sent and Claire Temple is uh, is there as well. She's at the top of the stairs, and as soon as she sees Matt, she says, "Matt, oh shit, this is more serious than I thought." And Matt says, uh, "Claire, is that you?" Huh. Well, I can't say I'm surprised to see you here. Can't stay out of trouble, can you? Uh, you know how it is. Trouble finds me, and uh, the two of them meet at the top of the stairs and have a have a hug together and he, Matt says Claire and I are old friends listen I'm glad you're here everybody okay if Claire's around I would assume that some of you need needed some patching up uh, yeah we had a rough night well, Mr. Lee kind of filled me in on uh, what was going on uh, with you guys so let me tell you a little bit about who I am and what my role will be moving forward. A few years back, the NYPD came under fire for allowing several superpowered officers to work just outside of the public eye with the intent on handling street level threats that regular office officers couldn't. They were based out of Hell's Kitchen Precinct, the same one where some of you were presumably present during the attack that happened several weeks ago. Uh, the detective in charge of this special unit was Detective Christopher McCarthy, who was found murdered recently in a defunct nightclub. When he was in charge of that unit, one of his officers was caught on camera, on duty, displaying superhuman abilities. That video went viral, and due to the Sokovia Accords, the precinct came under fire by both the community at large and the U.S. government. I was brought on to defend the officer in question, and with a surprise witness in Steve Rogers, who risked imprisonment himself, was able to convince the jury to let the cops off as long as they registered their powers with the U.S. government. So I've had some experience with handling cases with those that possess superpowers like yourselves, and that's what I'm here to do with you. But first, I need to hear, hear the story from you. Our main mission, our main issue uh, at the moment 
are the accusations that have been thrown about regarding the incident with the followers of the House of Blue Lights. I wish I could say that I've seen the footage, but as you can tell, it's a bit beyond my capabilities. My partners reviewed the footage, however, and they tell me that it seems like the footage was pieced together using security cameras and traffic cams, and it looks like it was heavily doctored. It was. Do you have any proof that your actions that night were in self-defense? Believe not. Yeah, other than us saying it was in self-defense. Um, yeah. Co Colin, you had, just as a reminder, had Karen try to piece together uh, some footage from that night, both from yeah. your POV. That's right, she was working on it, wasn't she? Mm -hmm. Um. Karen, have you been able to get anything together? Uh, yes, Colin. While you were sleeping last night, I was able to compile and format video from the incident. While most of it is from your POV, I was able to access a few files from neighboring security footage to corroborate your actions and set them in a light that's more favorable than the one de depicted by Reverend Loss. Hmm. Okay. Can, can, is there a way you can show that? I don't think you've got like video, like hologram, was like, say, like projection. Like R2D2 projection. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was um, our too. I can email it uh, to Mr. Murdoch uh, and perhaps yeah. he can show it on his phone. Yeah, that'd be great. All right. So she sends that his way uh, and his phone blings and he says, What's this again? Um, it's footage that I had Karen dupe up to show what we, we went through that night. And it's our version of it. Who's Karen? Is there someone else here? Um, yeah, kind of. She's the AI that runs my super suit um, that Tony Stark gave me. Tony Stark gave that to you? Yeah, before I made him really mad. All right. He has been a, a generous benefactor to us. Yeah, he's the guy that gave us the funding for this place. Okay. Um, well, I'll take that video and show it to my partners, uh, and we'll see what we can do on that end. But hopefully with this, I might be able to keep them off your back, at least for a little while. I'm just curious to know how they got that footage in the first place. If that came off of traffic cameras and private security footage, I might be able to get them on cybersecurity violations. Sweet. Um, yeah, probably did, but... Do you have any idea how they might have gotten put all of that together? Um, well, do you think the owl had anything to do with it? Well, I was going to think of, if it was the, that one person he was using to break into everything, wasn't he? Yeah. He is now a part of the net himself, and he might still have a bit of a grudge. Yeah. And, wait a minute. Who is this? The, the owl, you said? The owl? Yes. Yeah. Um, Leland Owsley Who? the second. Leland Owsley the second. Leland Who? Owsley the second? 
yeah. he was a would-be crime kingpin. Yeah, he I'm wanted to familiar with the first. I didn't realize there actually was a second. Oh, I'm right on that, aren't I? It was, it's the second? Yeah, you are right. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Well, that's... Um, uh, yeah. What's your connection with this Leland Owsley? We beat his ass. Not really. Um, he was trying... He was trying to take trying to rival the kingpin and beat him so he had this drug that he was distributing called K which he was getting from a angel it's extracting from an angel that gave normal humans superpowers um, and we kind of took down that operation and I guess as we were fighting him to try to get him he escaped into the internet I guess so and now like he I don't know if he has a physical presence or not I, I don't know how that works but yeah he's kind of a ghost in the machine now okay back up so, a second though you said an angel like a literal heavenly angel it was hard to believe myself as well but for all intents and purposes yes <sighs> this world just keeps getting curiouser and curiouser <laughs> you're telling me shouldn't for you you're used to superpowers and weird stuff aren't you angels no, are a whole other thing as I said I've had some dealings with them in the past yes uh, but only on the legal side why are you lying to me I'm sorry you've got powers And I look over I can feel them. I can feel them. Uh, Claire speaks up and she says, Well, she's got you, he's got you there, Matt. <laughs> so you're going to out me now, too? Your secrets are safe with us, Matt Murdoch. If you, we are here to help. I'm sorry, All people right. don't know. Well, Claire knows. Yeah, we don't, I mean, there's a select other, select few others that do as well. My partners do. Apparently, now you do too. Yeah, I could feel it. Looks what you know. I could feel you at the door. Mm -hmm. I came outside. In fact, I, I, I've felt you before. Phrasing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Phrasing. Um, I, I did, Mister. Did how much do you know about us and our powers? Well, Mister. Lee called me in over the phone uh, and kind of gave me a, a basic description. And as I said, we've my partners have viewed the footage and kind of explained to me what they saw. So I've got a, a general idea. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well. I don't know if Mr. Lee knows. I I don't have my own superpowers, I guess. Um, I absorb other people's powers. And I, I, a few years ago, I was riding the subway and I felt 
some powers that I thought were unique, so I absorbed them, and they were yours, I think. Really? Yeah. Um, I uh, took the. I took your. Um, you have like hypersense or something like that. Something. I've actually gotten rid of those though, um, and changed them with some other stuff. Um, but yeah, so you know. I just, you know, that's me. That's how I knew you had powers. So I could kind of, when we met outside, obviously now you know that I knew you were there before I actually let you know that you, I knew you were mm -hmm. there. I have heightened senses. And I knew I had caught a whiff of you before. And you're not exactly what you appear to be either, are you? No, um, I'm I'm an alien, I guess, is the best way. I mean, I was born here on Earth, but most, both of my parents were um, scrolled. I don't know what that is, but I can certainly tell that uh, your, the scent you give off is not, is not human. Yeah, um, we're an alien race. Um, and I'm a specialized scroll. Not everybody can do the power thing, um, but we, I guess, I, you know, I, we can shapeshift, take other people's identities, and then along with it, I can take their powers as well. And it doesn't do any damage to the other party, well, I take it, no, right? You don't even know. Do you still have those powers? Uh, no, I, I, I passed them. I, I, it's like I only have, can have a certain amount of powers at a time. They're, I guess, slots in a way. I don't know how it works. Mom and Dad never told me. Um, but yeah, so I replaced your the, the um, those powers with some other powers. Hmm. Well, you learn something new every day. Um... Okay, so I guess back to the business at hand. My job right now is to kind of keep this house of blue lights off your back. Um, and my understanding too is you're under kind of surveillance by damage control, is that correct? Yeah. We're, I'm, I don't know if they know that we're here now. Martin seems to think that you, he was able to get you guys here without really being followed. Um, that's good. So, um, that's going to be a little bit of a tougher nut to crack, but I and my team will start looking into this incident with the House of Blue Lights and hopefully if we can prove a case that you guys were acting in self-defense, hopefully the DODC uh, will back off. Um, my advice for the time being is try to lay low for a while. Um, but being in the business myself, I know that can be a little bit hard to do, but I'll do my best to make sure that this goes away. Uh, but under any circumstances, try to avoid confrontation with either the House of Blue Lights or damage control. 
If the DODC comes calling, whatever you do, don't fight them. Just go along and call me before you call anyone else. Here's my card. It's got Braille on it. <laughs> I assume you all are not registered under the uh, Sokovia Accords. Is that correct? Yes. Good I don't enough. think I am. A what now? The Sokovia Accords. Um, the... He's fairly new at this, so he definitely wouldn't be. Several years ago, this was uh, an act that was passed by Congress to register superhumans um, in light of the uh, attack on um, New York and, uh, and in Sokovia uh, proper. Uh, not too long after that, there was an incident uh, that occurred that killed uh, several uh, international um, individuals in, in several different uh, governments from around the, uh, from around the world. Uh, and the heroes were called to task over that. Um, and technically anyone with superpowers are supposed to be registered. Now, I'll be honest with you, I'm not. So I'm not going to force you into doing that. It would help your case if you were, but let me do the work that I need to do first before we discuss anything about trying to get you all registered. But in the meantime, try to keep your noses clean. And is there anything not, else I can do for you? I'm not human, but I have to register. Well, you're attempting to pass as human, yes? I guess. Surely I do not have to register. That must be the cat. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I really don't know the legalities of that. I'll have to look into that myself. Uh, it's going to be a problem for me, sir, because mm -hmm. um, I I can't be found right now. And How's so that? I, people want this. Ah. And they're after me and ah. they can track me somehow. We haven't figured out how, though whether it's tracking the item or, and then she'll nix up on the, her arm and smoke kind of comes up or it's the power signature. I don't know. Hmm. And then it goes away. So if I were to register, they would know immediately. And right now we're just trying to figure out what's going on. Cause there's some, there's some bad people that we just got in a, a fight with. And they want this and control or control over me and or. So uh, I don't even know if I should be mentioned. Well, like I said, I'm not going to try to force you all into this. Um, just uh, like I said, do your best to lay low uh, until this blows over. And I know that's a lot to, to ask. Mm -hmm. It is, especially since we have to go to uh, a location today. Yes. 
We must finish our investigation. It is of the utmost importance. Where are you going today? You familiar with Friedmont storage? Ooh, uh, for legal purposes, you might not want to know. <laughs> no, we're doing uh, it legally. We yeah, have the key. We do own it. Uh, Friedmont, I am familiar with. At least yeah. where it is, yeah. Well, we have to go check on a, a storage unit. Hopefully it'll give us insight on this whole thing and why I can do this, why people are after us. You. All right, well, just be careful out there. Is there anything else that you guys need from me? I wouldn't know what. All right, well, you know where to reach me. You've got my card. Appreciate your help. Yes, Claire, you. you want to grab a cup of coffee? Don't mind if I do. You guys okay? We are good. Thank you for your help. You're welcome. I'll... Don't call. Don't call me. I'll call you. <laughs> All right, and then they're going to take their leave unless there's anything else you you guys want to discuss. No. Can't think of anything. All right, so what do you want to do now? Do we want to make that trip? Go. Yeah, I guess we're going to go to a storage unit. Yeah, yeah. As some, quietly as Yeah. Um, Maya's going to pack up her bag. I want to do one quick thing before we leave. Okay. Um, suit up and turn invisible. Mm -hmm. Does the suit go invisible as well? Yeah, yeah, I think you did that already. Okay, that's what I thought. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I am going to fly out one of the windows or whatever and just do rooftop surveillance around the building to see if I see anybody watching us. Um, both visually and picking up powers. Uh, you're mm -hmm. not getting any powers uh, and doesn't seem to be any visual surveillance either. Well, perhaps I should have you roll for that one. Give me an <laughs> intuition roll on that. Okay. Well, we know we're good then. And I will call Karma. Uh, got a got a sixty nine. Did 69, you really first dude. one? Yeah. Um, quite literally, I mean, you have done a thorough, thorough sweep of the area, uh, uh -huh. and other than multiple security cameras all over the place, um, you do not see any human or otherwise that is keeping any kind of active surveillance on the building itself. Okay. Wasted that 69, but okay. Now you didn't really waste it. I mean, that really definitely gave you quite a bit of yeah. information. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I mean, you, you know, for, for a fact, at least right now, 
then this place is safe. Gotcha. All right. I'll fly back in and relay that to everybody. Hey guys, it looks like um, looks like we're clear. I flew around, and I don't think anybody's watching us right now. I'm I'm, I'm confident we're good. Excellent. And Sean, you said you were going to pack some stuff out. Yeah, just all her belongings into her backpack and go as Maya. Okay, or Maya or Lilith. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I'm not getting it wrong. Um, and Matt was calling you Maya because that's what he was told by am, Martin Lee because he has he doesn't know that. So. And that's why I called you Maya as well because I picked up on that. <laughs> All right, so you want to head to Fr Friedmont's then to the storage area? Yeah, and as we the leave, here, I'm, I'm picking up the axe it's coming, it's coming with just to be clear on that. I'm not leaving it at the studio. Uh, I'll I'll unsuit and go as just some random person. The mace will be in the me. backpack. <laughs> I'm bringing the mace along as well. <laughs> in the year 2180, humanity achieved spike drive technology, accessing the vastly strange metadimensional pathways to reach the stars. The following centuries were an epoch of discovery and growth. We mastered fundamental forces, confronted our social demons, and seized the reins of our biology and we prospered together. Then one day the gates failed. What we built in 10 centuries we lost in 10 days. Our Edens desolate, our industries still, and our cities brief orgies of cannibalism and violence, then silent tombs. Metal Please fuck. remember to reference often the brief, orgy of, brief orgies of cannibalism and violence. My long-term goal is to omit the <laughs> adjective brief. <laughs> <laughs> the year is 4451, and out here beyond the Cygnus Loop, at the edge of cultivation, an ember of our golden age struggles to ignite and burn anew. Welcome to the Rheingold Cluster. Join the crew of the Admiral Grace for Astronomica, a Stars Without Number actual play podcast. Check us out everywhere pods are cast. All right, so uh, Friedmont is a high security storage facility in the downtown area of Manhattan. Uh, when you guys arrive, uh, it's a rather tall building uh, probably about six stories tall. You wouldn't expect a, a storage facility to be like vertical like that. Most storage facilities that we're aware of in the Midwest are all laid out on a large plot of land. Um, but this is actually pretty narrow, tightly compacted between several other buildings. Um, even the <laughs> exterior of the building has a bit of a high-tech look to it. Uh, you actually can drive a uh, car or a truck uh, onto a platform outside of the building and it has its own elevator system on the outside where you can actually drive in uh, from the street level to any of the six levels on the, uh, on the building. Um, it has a bit of a sterile appearance to it both inside and out. Uh, and inside it is immaculate and seems more like a high-end waiting area for a doctor's office. Um, and inside there is a single um, like window uh, with a, a probably about six inch glass uh, 
in there and a little speaker phone in the middle of that where the caretaker sits uh, behind the, uh, the glass. Can I help you folks? Uh, yes. Um, I'm here to check on my uh, my father's storage unit. This is our key. Oh, yes. That's one of our uh, electronic keys. It looks like a regular uh, key, but uh, this one, if you've not been in his facility before, you'll see a pad on the outside. You just hold the key uh, up to the pad. Uh, his oh. his uh, unit is located up on uh, level four uh, oh. towards the very back end. Um, if you'll take the elevator uh, just to your right, uh, up to the fourth floor, uh, you'll find his unit uh, at the very back end. Oh, thank you. I brought my friends just in case it was something I have to heavily move. I'm not. So uh, these are just my buddies. Is it okay mm. if they go and, and help me or do I need a, a pat? Okay. Oh, no, that's Come fine. on, guys. Okay. So you guys end up on the fourth floor, uh, and the corridor is long and dark. Uh, when you step off the elevator, uh, a single light above you comes on. Uh, and as you begin to move down the hallway, uh, it, motion sensors basically detect your movement, and they light up as you go um, and shut down cool. behind you. Um, we're all right. It's a bit of a walk, but eventually you find your way to the back of the hallway uh, to your dad's storage unit. And as stated, uh, there's a little keypad off to the side, uh, and it has a little image of the key uh, on the pad, and all you have to do is just place that up there and it should open up. Okay. Uh, she's going to pause with the key and says, I'm going to assume that we triggered some sort of alert by coming in here. Uh, but I'm almost definite that when I do this, we've only got a limited time before we have another problem. Because if they were staking out my grandmother's place, there's no reason to think that they didn't know where this was. And they're just waiting for us to open it. They must, must be quick. <laughs> I have exactly. a feeling if they I have a feeling if they knew where this was. They would have broken in. Yeah, they would have already been in here to take everything out of it. Yeah. I guess I was thinking the high tech would be like, oh they gotta and she just puts the key up to the pad to unlock it. Okay. When you do that, the door slides up on its own, mm -hmm. uh, and a light comes on in the room. And the room is not what you would expect. The room is not filled with dusty boxes and crazy artifacts from around the world. What you see is a fairly bare room with a cot and end table, a card table with two chairs, a weird toilet setup that is attached to a large tank, and a modest kitchen setup with a refrigerator, microwave, and a stovetop. There's one bookshelf with a collection of books on archaeology and mythology. And in the back corner of the room is a large plastic or glass cubicle with another cot inside, a single chair, 
and another toilet connected to the same tank outside. And there's a large clear door with a keypad outside that locks the door tight. Well, um, this is interesting. What, uh, somebody's living here, but the question is, where are they right now? Well, seeing as I can lose control, I'm wondering if that was for my father, if he ever lost control. Yes, this must have been his, like a safe house he was using. Maybe, I don't know, maybe was he on the outside or the inside or both, depending, I don't know. It just seems like it's a containment, it's a containment place, but there was obviously someone else on the outside to let him out. Right. Uh, can I kind of sniff around and see if I can kind of glean the usage for this box? Sure. Uh, reason feet? Yes. Or, or, well, what are you, what are you looking for specifically, I think? If I can figure out what what kind of if this is a, some sort of like a cryogenic chamber or some sort of like stasis chamber or whatever, what if I could just try to glean the purpose of it? Okay, uh, I would say reason. Yeah. Karma. Oh, which is good. Thirty-seven becomes a forty-seven, and I will spend another uh, four points to get, make that yellow. Uh, yellow yeah. Um, yeah. monsters. Mm -hmm. Okay, with your cat vision, because <laughs> mm -hmm. you see in a slightly different spectrum than than humans do, right? Sure. Um, you kind of pick up on the glass, etched into the glass, uh, but invisible to most of the folks that are in here. Uh, you can see little like fiber optic patterns inside that glass. And it is very reminiscent of the same types of patterns that you saw on the walls of the crypt when you guys were in the astral plane watching uh, Lilith's father uh, open the casket to Gilgamesh's tomb. Ooh, okay. Uh, I will relay that. This looks, this appears to be uh, at least somewhat inspired by uh, the tomb that your father was exploring. Hmm. You said there's a small kitchenette. Is yep. there a fridge? Mm -hmm. Yep. I'm gonna go open the fridge. Anything in it? There's some brewskis in there. There's uh, some bologna. Uh, some uh, just all the kind of necessities, you know, to, to basically pick just up, stay here for a couple of days. I kind of pick up the bologna and look at the expiration tape. Um, probably about a two months ago probably was no. was the actual expiration date on it um someone's using this place like now no not expiration now. well yeah expiration but, date was yeah old yeah. expiration dates only a couple months old i haven't been here that long 
which means somebody was here after the blip, but before. No, that, that's the still before that's the still blip. two two months is still before the blip. Oh, it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because mm -hmm. we we've been very busy since we've met. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't think so. so. So maybe somebody was here, but blipped. Is there any signs of active life, like something rotting in a trash can or something that means that they left unexpectedly? There's like uh, a banana peel that was left in there that is all shriveled up. Because I'm thinking they wouldn't leave here and leave something to spoil if they're not going to come back or, you know, they're, they're done. Well, they probably Shatter, will. Shatter's going to start coming through the books on the bookshelf just seeing mm -hmm. if I see anything up there that sticks out. I mean, there's, there's a lot of stuff on it's mostly stuff on mythology and it's world mythology uh, from all different types of cultures. Uh, but make a reason feat for me. Sure, yes. One. Okay. Karma. <laughs> yeah. Good call on that. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we'll spend the points to go ahead and get it up to green just to okay. see what I mean, the the basic theme of most of the uh, mythological and archaeological books that are there are all connected in some way, shape, or form to gods of darkness. Interesting. He was researching snicks. Um, Nicks. Yeah. Lilith's gonna... Um create and summon dark energy inside that container can she you can certainly try sure uh it's just a roll on my power right. mm -hmm. 36 is a green okay amazing all right you attempt to do so uh and you see a small sliver of blackness like a little black ball start to kind of form on the inside whatever it was you were trying to shape in there it starts to take form but as soon as it does the entire um case the the glass walls uh of that chamber light up with kind of a greenish glow to them and you see those patterns that uh mr cuddlebear saw uh, light up in this in this green glow, uh, and it immediately dissipates. Okay. Was the door there. open on this? It was. It was container? not. It was not. It was okay. Not. Um, can she's gonna try and see if she can open the door and then send something in? Okay. Uh, but that assumes that she can open actually open the door. Yeah, you gotta figure out how to open it. Uh, yeah. Okay. So. It has, kind key, of, it has a keypad on it. Does it have the press key or an actual just a number keypad? Actual number keypad. Mm -hmm. Okay. Try your birthday. Yeah. Try your, birthday. Try your birthday. Yeah. That that is exactly what opens it. <laughs> <laughs> so kind of go. Um, <laughs> she opens the door but she'll stand back a little bit can she open the door and leave it open or does it automatically close uh, it will automatically close yes Okay. she'll have the door open and do a little bit of summoning 
mm -hmm. inside again. When you did that, all as soon as you opened the door, the green lights went and they went off. Okay. So if you summon again, you can summon whatever it's you want fine. inside there as long as the door's open. All right. She'll uh, unsummon and let it all dissipate. She'll close the door and then she'll walk, uh, turn around and walk past uh, Colin and says, if I ever lose it, now we know where you can put it. We need to take this with us. We won't lose it. I don't think we can move can it. Can we take this it? Is a part of the building. Yeah, it's yeah. De it's definitely you would have to disassemble it completely. Um, mm -hmm. Now, it's possible that with some guidance you might be able to do that. Uh, Cuddle Bear might be able to talk you all through it, but that's going to be a pretty hefty task, and you'll need the right tools for it for sure. I'm thinking that is there anything else in this room that is like the glass? Because I'm thinking, uh, Mr. Cuddlebear, if you could recreate this power source and what it's doing inside as maybe a baton or a, a bolt or something that can, then you have a weapon against me. Yes, it could it could be done. Some sort of collar, even mm -hmm. that you could activate as a literal choker, like a like a panic. To, a butt device on your own even um that would be nice cuddle bear make a reason feat i am lying out my ass i have no idea how to do this whatsoever <laughs> <laughs> but i can figure it out i'm gonna start kitty i'm gonna call karma two uh 67 dude well that's deep ah. um so okay. yeah i'm not gonna spend to make it I'll, I'll take the deep yellow unless i need a red do i need a, do i need a red no you don't need a red you're all right okay. um your instinct is that though it has nothing to do with the glass it has everything to do more with the glyphs symbols um yes um maybe the glass was just the, an easy way to etch it on there, but I think I think that it's more uh, like a rune, like runes of protection, perhaps. If you can see them, and she looks around for like a pen, pen, paper. Let's... Oh yeah, I can see them, right? Yeah, you can. Mm -hmm. Okay. You can't see anything. What do you see? And show it. Maybe is it uh, is it like all over, or is it just a band? Or just a it, single? Like, it is, is it repeated? All over the, like, this big box runs pretty much the length of the backside uh, of the uh, storage unit, okay? Uh, and it is a full box with basically, and I said glass, but it's really more of a very, very thick acrylic, okay? <laughs> and they're all these acrylic panels. And it is one two three four walls a ceiling and a floor and so those glyphs when you saw it light up green those glyphs were on every single panel uh and there were multiple glyphs on each one okay so when it lit up they could they could see it too or could i was yes that they could they could see that yes when it lit oh up, yes. okay yes. so i guess she's um she says, she asks, I, I suppose, to Cuddle Bear, are those the symbols? Were those the symbols that you saw? And yes. they just lit up. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, um, do we maybe the, there's something about the symbols? So, could you, um, someone, can write this down or jot it? She's curious, so she's going to close the door and summon inside to make it glow green. And mm-hmm. then she's sure. going to try and copy down which symbols are on which side um, in, in her notebook or whatever. And then she's going to try and research those, see if, they're, if they resemble the cloth or all kinds of stuff. So Sure. Yeah. So, yeah, you can record um, that, right? Yeah. Karen, oh. can you record that? Yes, I'd be happy to. Thank you. Sweet. Now, if we could just go to Kinko's and get a printout, I'll be happy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, okay, I'll, I'll let, uh, I guess, Colin fly around or move around to record everything that he can see. Shatter. And I'll keep the summon going as long as I can. Yes, sir. While you were flipping through those books, mm-hmm. a photograph falls out of one of those. It looks like it was just uh, randomly placed in one of those books. Pick that up and examine it. <laughs> see what see what I'm seeing. Um, Ancient Euphrates dick pic. <laughs> <laughs> you recognize um, kind of the man that you saw on the astral plane uh, that was um, Lilith's father. Okay, but he's considerably younger, probably in his mid to late 20s. And he's with two other individuals a woman who appears to be in her mid 30s, and another man close to Marcus's age. <laughs> with a goatee and a full head of long black hair. Uh, Marcus has his arm around the woman and you don't recognize her, but there is something familiar about the man uh, with the long black hair. And if you squint your eyes just right, this may very well be the man that you saw in your conjoined vision in the astral plane, the magician that fought back the essence of Nyx when Marcus fell to the blip. So as that all starts to dawn on me, I'm like, uh, hey, hey, gang, and I kind of flip the picture around to them so they can kind of see it and say, this just, uh, here, and I kind of reach out and hand it to, toward Lola. And She'll when you it. hand that over, uh, you turn it as you're handing it to her, and you see that there are three names on the back. She'll take it and then look directly at the names and then look at the actual picture. Uh, The names are Marcus Cantunal, Beatrix Duchamp, D-U-C-H-A-M-P-S, the S is silent. (laughs) <laughs> and <laughs> and Alexander Ludgate. Do uh, either of the any of the are the three two of those names uh, that look familiar to her, as far as how how tied to him and his work were they, and would she have 
recognized either of them from when she was a child and actually went on the uh, the digs with his father with her father. Make like, does she a... recognize them from her childhood or are they just brand new people that she doesn't make a reason feed for me. Eighty seven yellow. Okay. Remarkable. You remember an argument that your mom and dad had when you were about five, maybe six years old. You can't quite put your finger on it. Uh, but you remember your mom saying over and over again, in some context or another, I'm not B. Okay. So at least I understand that this person was a point of conflict with my parents. But B could some be point, short yeah. for anything else, you know. Uh, it, but in the conversation that, or the argument that you remember, they were certainly talking about a woman. Yeah. Okay. His partner, um, perhaps? Yeah, I'm wondering if these two people, she kind of flips back over, would have been the ones out here with my father in there. I wonder if there's anything else. Are there any drawers in these cabinets? Like, has everybody gone through everything? Because she's going to start looking through it for anything. These symbols, any more uh, descriptions, more pictures. Uh, Something that might be left behind on a wallet, clothing, something. All of those symbols um, that you have seen on the walls, every once in a while in those little books, you will see um, hand-drawn uh, like outlines over top of pictures of ancient artifacts or a cuneiform or... Um, wall etchings, anything, any photographs that are in there depicting old artifacts, mm -hmm. your dad or someone has gone in and traced over certain things and the patterns that he is tracing are very similar, if not exact, but similar to the etchings that are in fiber optics uh, in that cage. Okay. Uh... Colin, uh, can you help? Uh, maybe Karen uh, can record these so we can. There's all these books and they all have these symbols. And um, if we're going to translate it, we it would be great to have these symbols in context yeah, historically. Sure. How many books Thanks. are there? I don't know. There's um, a whole bunch there's... of books that, uh, yeah, that bunch uh, of... Shatter was Sorry. looking through. Sorry, right. yeah, a bunch of small books. Because I was saying, I would, I would like for us to take some of them, if not all yeah, of them. Yeah, can we? Well, this is, uh, we can... I mean, if we're safe here, we can just lock it back up and come back. So, yeah. That's true. That's true. I know where this place is now. I can always just come and come if I need to. Assuming there's no blocking. Now, if you're looking around the rest of the room. Yeah. Um, and trying to get Karen to record everything that we any silent symbols and context of the the ruins that just, little end table that was i'm sorry go ahead, go ahead. no 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 go ahead 
that little end table uh, that's uh, that's sitting there in the room. He had several more photos uh, up there, um, and there's a large photo of you, Lilith, at age six or seven, uh, with your mom and dad in a family photo. Aww. Several other photos of you through the years, including ones in the time after Marcus left. <coughs> but all, nearly all the photos that are out there are of you. She'll tear up a little bit as she realizes that he had access to pictures of her. And she thought she was rejected. I'll walk up behind her and take her hand. Are you okay? Yeah. I just remember this picture. I remember this day. It was three years after he left us. I just thought he didn't care. That's all. And then she'll uh, grab some pictures. And uh, the pictures she will take in her bag. Okay. But she will try and it's like are they like bookmarks, in <laughs> in books like maybe a mark of the page or something like that. And sure. If the if they're bookmarked, then try and find another way. They like dog ear the ancient, priceless text. <laughs> <laughs> I think most of these he stole from libraries. From the look of it. <laughs> Yeah, probably that's Columbia University stamp in the back of the book. <laughs> uh, yeah, she'll just kind of put all the pieces uh, in her bag if she's got like the pictures. If there's any book that happens to be like a more of a expanded encyclopedia of these ruins, she'll take it. But otherwise, she's just going to rely on Karen's videoing of all the various books and tracings. So I don't know how long that's going to take, but she'd like to go through and at least get a picture a snapshot of each of the traced runes. Mm -hmm. If we got to go fast, she'll just flip through for just to look at, and if, all of a sudden if the page has a rune on it, she'll stop. Karen, keep on flipping. The goal is to construct an alphabet. Okay. Beans. Huh. Where to now? Uh, Mr. Murdoch said we should lay low. We'd probably head on, uh, get all this stuff back, yeah? Go back to the uh, firehouse? Yep, that yeah, cares too, yeah. I think. Go there and, yeah, let Karen work and then. Matter of the, the asylum. Yeah, that's that's not laying low. We would have to go covertly. I mean, do we want to wait for them to come to us again, or are we gonna go chase after them? I, I mean, you know. honestly, we probably could hang out here for a night. We've got some food in the fridge, right? Or is that just mm. bologna and bread? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's kind of, most yeah. most of yeah. that's already spoiled. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's no cans yeah. of spam or peanut butter. No, no tuna. Oh, yeah, you, yeah, you got 
Yeah, I mean, you could probably cobble together a meal. I really expected like 150 Tostinos, but <laughs> stuffed in a freezer. We can head back to our base and like pick up some supplies so we could at least start stocking our pad. Yeah, I mean, are we are we even going to be able to get into Ravencroft? Uh, well, you and Mike certainly could. Yeah, I know. Oh, I'd find a way in. I could make my way from the sky and squeeze in if you guys can get in and open up something. Or I could do it just by breaking the window, I suppose. Yeah. Stealth, stealth, stealth. Yeah, but breaking a window on like the fifth floor. We can quietly remove the window panel. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Can't you just melt stuff like that? Yeah, we'll just pull it right off. No big deal. Well, in that case, I can create a nice little Nyx chariot, and we can just go into an open window. <laughs> but do we really want to risk that now? I mean, we've no, already got I, heat. I, I, I don't have people who are following us that aren't involved in this part, but are involved in the other part, like this, my problem, and they're going to blow our cover, maybe. Or we, we could get them to two, fight each two other. Two different groups. We could get them to fight each other like a... That would be nice. True romance style. Yeah. Busting the room yeah, at the same time. We'd be like, hey, what the... Ooh, ooh. And then we just yeah. sneak on out. All the doves get let's released. Go, let's, let's get the hell out of here. All right. Close it back up. Because it's still pretty early in the day, right? We definitely yeah. don't want to do it. Yeah, it's noonish. Um... Uh, Maya's gonna, Lola's gonna look for anything like a box, cardboard box, or, or something that has a, some books or something to use as an excuse of this is what I picked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's a couple of empty cardboard boxes in there. Take some of these books on mythology, please. Yeah, I'll take the the most important ones that had the most pictures of the whatever or might have had explanations or given context to the ruin in the picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how many of those books are going to be, or if I'm just going to take them all. Or I just think that this is a very safe library, you know. Whereas if we take it out, what about what if they get a hold of me? And now well, they have, right. essentially is like the well, we'll keep them in our, in our in our base. Our base. Uh, we're going to have to assume that our base is going to be secure and safe. It's a broken down fire place. It's not a high tech for now it's not this and it's not going to turn blue if i go nuts is it or green if i go nuts is it we'll, we'll work on it we'll work on it some anyone can come in and swipe these books from our fire uh firehouse but nobody can get in here well you're gonna take some of the books just don't take all of the important ones how do i know what's important there's like how many of these books there's probably about 25 books in there all together Okay, so how about this? Just take some books that don't seem too important. That way, the safe, the important books are here safe. How many of them had uh, traced runes? All of them. Okay, load up the two boxes with all the books, <laughs> and hand one box uh, to Colin. It's like be useful. She gives him a smack on the ass, and then picks up the other box. See, <laughs> Colin just bright red when she does that <laughs> all, right. all right and then everybody's leave and she'll shut the door and then make like it's an auto lock or anything or how does it 
Um, yeah, it pretty much auto locks then when you when you exit. All right, she'll start walking uh, back to the elevator. Okay. And then you guys are heading back to base, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Right. Yep. Base. Um, as you guys are heading back, uh, Colin, you get a phone call. Who is it? Uh, it is Martin. Let me see who it is. Hey, Martin, what's up? Um, I take it uh, Murdoch got in touch with you already. Yeah, yeah. Th- thank, thank you so much for sending him over. I think um, okay. I guess he'll be helpful. Yeah, he should work hard for us. Um, I just wanted to let you know. In the meantime, I took Alexander's advice and made a call to an old friend from my days rescuing human trafficking trafficking victims. I won't go into too many details as we may be skirting what may or may not be legal here. Uh, and don't tell Murdoch about this. I think that goes without saying. <laughs> but I have someone that should be able to create some convenient delays in the House of Blue Lights global network release. Um, I gave him your number, Colin. So if you receive an encrypted message, from someone by the name of Micro or Microchip, that's my guy. Okay. Microchip. Um, that, that's just what he goes by online. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh, thanks. Um, Mr. Lee, it's I'll just wait for his call then. Um, any idea what he's going to do though? That's not my business, but I'm paying him to make sure that uh, they don't go up anytime too soon, at least okay. until we can get our ducks in a row. Okay, sounds good. Um, yeah, well, appreciate it. Um, and Mr. Murdoch said for us just to lay low, so um, I guess, I, I, you know, um, we're really not good at that, though. Um, oh, I know. So, yeah, thanks. We'll talk to you later. All right. Give me a call if you need anything. All right. Bye. Um, that's Mr. Lee. Um, he's setting us up with the guy that he used to work with, um, that is going to help us with the House of Blue Light situation. Who's that? Um, Microchip is his name. Apparently, he's good at dealing with, um, he said he, back when Mr. Lee was, uh, doing the working to stop human trafficking is when he worked with microchips. So it's, you know, it's, he's a hero. I, 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 I don't know what he's, I, I'm kind of scared by this, but okay. It's not, this is not laying low guys. It'll be fine. I'm sure. I've got plenty of things to research, so. Yeah. Okay. Guess we'll just head back. Okay. All right, you guys make it back with no real issues uh, at all and kind of can make yourself some lunch and uh, go about the business of doing whatever research that you want to do. Laptop. 
opening the books and trying to find out, basically trying to find the locations of where these pictures might be so I can maybe see if there's a pattern of based on location. Mm -hmm. So she's, she's getting real, you know, <laughs> they're all connected, I'm telling you. Yeah, uh, Mr. Cuddlebear will help you try to make heads and tails of it. Yeah, like, gonna help like a cat helps, like walking in front of me and hitting the keyboard <laughs> and shit. Or I'm gonna I'm gonna lay it right on top of the book that you have. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Um, I'm gonna I'll read some books. And I'm, I I have no idea what they're doing. How to what they're doing? So I'm gonna Google the uh, other two names on the back of that uh, picture. Okay. Um. All right, well, let's start with, um, well, the Google search will be faster. <laughs> so, Beatrix Duchamps um, was... Oh, the S was silent. Sorry, Duchamp was uh, also uh, a an archaeologist uh, who was working out of uh, Oxford. Uh, in the 1970s into the 1980s uh, and towards the end of the, the decade of the 1980s. Um, and she was famous kind of for uh, puddle jumping and going to far reaches uh, of the earth, places that had never been explored before and searching for ancient artifacts and so forth. Um, the Alexander Ludgate, uh, is a psychologist, uh, and is a teacher at Harvard University. Still alive? Seems to be, yes. Is Beatrice still alive? Um, no, she passed away uh, in the mid-90s. Okay. Um, and you find obituaries, but nothing that is the actual cause of death. Okay. It doesn't say anything about mysterious circumstances or anything like that? Um... No mysterious circumstances, um, but you do see that uh, she was survived uh, by her partner of uh, many years, Alexander Ludgate. Gotcha. Okay. They were an item. I, um, hey guys. I googled the names of the other two people on the back of the <clears> picture. <throat> um, Beatrice, she, she passed away in the mid-90s. She was an archaeologist. Um, but the Ludgate guy, he's still alive. Is there a contact number? No, I I find it. He was a psychologist and he's teaching at Harvard. Ooh, let's get a number. Yeah, I, I can probably find see... it. Um, well, we know his name, and I can just call up there. Uh-huh. I can call... I'll be Maya. Well, um... Historical and archaeologist one, one... at Columbia University. One other thing. Um, 
apparently him and Beatrice were an item because um, in her obituary it's he's listed as her partner and survivor but there's no cause of death for her well let's go ask Alex yeah see if we can get an email or uh, some contact and let's reach out hey, I'll reach Karen, out as my mother me? wise i don't know but he would know my mother karen can you get me the contact information for a professor alexander ludgate at harvard he might also know an elite on one of the other shards yeah or maybe he'll be able to explain all of this i have that information for you um colin Okay, you just let me know when you want to make the call. Yeah, I've got his information. Uh, yeah. Um, should I use my phone or um, we, do we have a way to mask who calls? Star 68? Does that still work? Does that work on cell phones? Please got a landline? I it was 67. <laughs> yeah, which is it? I don't know. Um, I, don't, I don't remember. I'll get a call. Yeah, it's a university. I don't think they're going to yeah. have tracking. I'll dial the number Karen gave me, put it on speakerphone, and set it down on the table in front of Lilith. Okay. It's all you. Yep. Hello. Hi. My name is Maya Quintal. Uh I'm actually trying to get in contact with Professor Alexander Rudgate. Uh, he is an old family friend, and I, um, uh, I'd like to speak with him about, uh, well, I'm hoping to find my daughter with this blip and all. Uh, I don't know where she is, and I'm just trying to track down leads. Uh, anyway, I, again, my name is Maya Kuntal. Uh, I'm, <clears throat> I'm a history and archaeology professor here at Columbia University. Uh, I'm just wanting to reach out and see if... If, if my daughter has reached out to him by chance. Is this some sort of joke? No, no, it's not. I know who Maya Cantonal is. Yes. And she was one of the individuals lost in the cataclysm. What? She, um, turn on a video call? on the phone mm -hmm. and I'll say um, does it look like I was lost what's going on here Lilith Maya I'm looking for Lilith no you're Lilith you're who an old friend of your father's. Are you nearby? Maybe. We should talk. Okay. Um, to keep up, let's uh, continue uh, and pretend that I'm not insane and that I... Uh, I am Maya, and I did not blip, please. 
let's deal with that whole issue on some other level. Um, I'm here with some of my friends who are also helping me find my daughter. Um, where can we meet you and when? Come to Harvard at the library. I'll meet you there. Um, did you allow her video to come through? Colin, can I see, Colin, can I see them? Colin, Colin gives the thumbs up. And can you see, can you see him? Yeah. Okay. I'm uh, asking yeah. like, cause I turned on my video to show that I am Maya. Sure. But I didn't know if he allowed or the person. Yes. Yeah. You can see him. Give me one second here. Let me, uh, let me just pull him up here. I'm going to drop his uh, token <laughs> in here. Oh, no, I'm not. That is not a token. Give me one second. That is not a token. Stop that. Stop that. Stop that. Uh, actually, I have to find him here. Give me a second. As is usually the case, you have taken me to a place I was not prepared to go. <laughs> yes. What we do. That's what we do, baby. <clears throat> I said they would take you places. I did not say that there would be places you'd want to go. <laughs> it took uh, one of my favorite ones. Over an hour and a half for for Tyner to get slightly fussy with Foundry this time. That's pretty good. That's pretty good run. Yeah. That was that was <laughs> my own damn. That was my own damn. Oh, ball. this one's here. Okay. Yeah. okay. We haven't been playing with Foundry. Yeah. Do you see the uh, the face oh, of the yeah. token yeah. here? <laughs> yeah, motherfucker. Magnum Magnum PI. <laughs> I fucking know that fucking fucking fuck. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and God damn it, I can't remember the actor's name. What the fuck is his name? Oh, I don't um, know. I he's from, from, De from Deadwood and... Uh, yeah, Deadwood and... Yeah. Um, John Wick movies. John Wick's, yeah. Yes, yeah. Well, I can't remember his damn name, but yeah. <laughs> That's who it is. <laughs> yep, yep. Okay. Well, God I, damn it. I will uh, say, okay, um anywhere in the library it's quite large ian mcshane ian mcshane thank you yes um no i'll just meet you outside we we i have a private study uh inside where we should be able to meet quietly okay um when how soon can you get here um what is remarkable flight speed from New York City to Boston? <laughs> right. Uh, you probably get there in about 35 minutes or so. <laughs> oh, really? Shit. Probably. Uh, Straight shot. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we don't have to go to the airport or anything. Yeah. Wait for the... But we would be yeah. in the sky and we'd all be inked up instead of at night where it looks camouflaged. We'd just be a giant black... Yeah, magic carpet know. going through the air. <laughs> Sonic they'll, call they'll call it a UFO. It'll be all right. Yeah, I mean, I can. I have. I can fly, just not that fast. I can. Yeah, I can fly too. Also, the whole idea of. You know. After after the library closes, uh, library closes at nine. Uh, I can meet you afterwards. Yes. Just as the library. At nine p.m. Oh, the, how do we get in? 
archaeology library, natural sciences library, the main library, <laughs> the what? Main library. Main. Okay, thank you. You should be able to get okay. there by then. Nine o'clock. We'll see you there, uh, sir. And then she goes, <laughs> "What was that?" Can do, do I, like she's looking at everybody else. Like, do you see a fifteen-year-old? Even you, Mister Cat? No, do but I he 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 knew. Ow! My voice is different. My face is different. That was that was the guy. That was the guy. I think he's the one who sent it to you. That's how we knew. Mm. That's I don't character. know because that would be. I don't think no. He wasn't the same person that was in the in the vision, vision. that we had. Yes, he was. The, he yes, was the was. same guy. Yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. Just okay. That's what I was curious. Like, so when I saw him, I was immediately recognize him as yeah. on in that vision or whatever. Yes, sir. Okay. When I as soon as that happened, then I'd be like, oh, and I'd be a little bit more forthcoming, or would have been. Uh, with him, if I okay. I thought he was just some dude that's like, I know Lilith. Like, how the who the fuck are you, and how do you know me? Uh, all right, cool. She's more relaxed, I suppose. Okay. Okay. Um. Now, do you want to make a, a little bit of a roll to see what you can figure out on those uh, um, symbols? Absolutely, would love to. Okay. Uh, that's a reason, but do I get anything for my talents or what are, what are your talents? History, archaeology, anthropology, occult lore, Spanish, and dead languages. And I'm a pretty damn smart 15 year old, evidently. <laughs> and, and I'm and I'm gonna try to assist in it. I think she would know basics of that. I don't think she knows in depth of any of that, other than maybe archaeology a little bit more about that because mm. of the family business. But all the other stuff. I'm not going to say she's a genius. She's only a remarkable, but she's pretty smart. Remarkable. Uh, Cuddle Bear, what's your reason? Monstrous. And uh, <laughs> uh, what is uh, Lilith's reason? Remarkable. Okay. So what I would probably suggest <laughs> is let Cuddle Bear make okay. the roll. Okay. At a plus one column shift, uh, with, <laughs> with, with you helping assisting yeah. me. Well, I, su- I figured that would be it because she might know c- certain symbols from her past, right. but not know context or what the mm-hmm. book is. Even I'll call Karma just so we can really, you know, try to nail it. Sixty-three, dude. Uh, so a seventy-three on unearthly. Um, that's deep, deep yellow. Mm-hmm. But I just like saying that. <laughs> Unearthly reason feet. Okay, so these patterns are all geometric uh, in form. Simple uh, combinations of squares, circles, rectangles, lines, uh, all perpendicular lines. No, uh, nothing that's like too extreme. It's, It's all basically 90 degree angles for the most part. Um, interlocking circles, interlocking squares, interlocking rectangles, some ovals, and so forth. 
simple patterns, but when combined, create something rather complex. All of these areas that he's inked over, penciled over, traced, and so forth, run the gamut across the globe to cultures across the globe. A good vast majority of these patterns are identical in each of these individual cultures. And they may be carved into the hilt of a knife. They may be carved into um, an Egyptian hieroglyphic wall. They may be carved into um, the leather-bound uh, Bible uh, in another picture. Uh, all different sorts of things. And what he has basically discovered is that this particular set of types of patterns can be found everywhere. If you look close enough. All through. So it's almost like a natural phenomenon, but it's like in all uh, societies throughout history. Mm hmm. Okay. Can we and compare that to what we know from the chamber? We knew specific ones were in <clears throat> various order. Maybe that mm -hmm. is for protection or to like close portals to the energy dimension or the energy plane. Mm -hmm. Right. Does it, is it suggesting that that's why people are using this as some sort of ward? Or is well, I'm wondering just... if it's the combo, like you're talking about all the various symbols that you're looking up, right? Cuddle Bear, and it, I'm like, it... well, this combo is protection. Maybe we have the hilt of the sword one. Are we are we discussing like runic magic, where if we etch these things into our mace and swords and stuff, is that going to enhance be... it in some way? Yeah, or in... is it strictly all protection from the dark energy? In these photos that he's traced these images in, okay. Mm -hmm. These images are subtle within the pictures that you see, okay? It doesn't just jump off the page. The reason why he has traced these patterns in there is to, is to basically highlight those areas to show, look, it's here, and it's also here, and it's also here. Now, in the chamber that was in the storage unit, all of these patterns, when they lit up, were very obvious and they looked like to you some sort of like runic pattern looking back to the your astral travel to gilgamesh's tomb in the walls and on the tomb the casket itself the sarcophagus mm -hmm. these patterns were evident not subtle completely evident and visible Anywhere else, they're not invisible, but they're just subtle. Like someone's just kind of making a nod to it. Mm -hmm. Oh, so these were more like references as opposed to creating something that would actually impact or do something to the environment around them. It's not necessarily a cage. But it, but it it's just a... that uh, all the, these different people share this knowledge of it. Yeah, yeah. Like Nix is known throughout eternity i guess so or were influenced by it yeah but i'm wondering if the difference is <clears throat> the ones that are subtle are 
powerful, whereas the ones that are visible and blatant are more ornamental, as opposed or maybe to maybe it's something actual ruins. There, it signifies people or societies he's touched. Uh, I'm, I'm actually thinking more along the lines of what the ruins do, not necessarily the, the connected. I've made that connection with various uh, deities of night. Mm -hmm. They all seem to have very similar symbols, and she's she breaks out some of her other books that she had from the uh, Columbia Library. But no, but this, I'm just wondering, <clears throat> are these symbols magic in in and of themselves, or do they have to be charged? Or like, what's the difference between the symbols on? The container and what we're seeing here as he traced and the symbols that we saw on gilgamesh's tomb in his tomb well we could experiment uh and try to make symbols of our own and see what effect if any they have well it just seems like it has to be turned on something triggers it because it, it doesn't light up it didn't light up until the energy was brought into this plane right you're the component and so is, is it the tech that acknowledges that and then turns on the runes or are the runes activated by the dark energy? And I'm trying to think of like how we could test this. We could carve, etch something in yes. to something I can etch. This can literally disintegrate stuff. So uh, maybe we try and rebuild the container here so that we have our own version maybe like in a- Eventually I would like to do that, but currently I don't think we have the resources. Well, that's what I'm wondering. It's just, is it just the runes? That's why I said we should experiment. Let's, let us just try with a pen and paper. Okay. And then gradually we can keep trying different configurations, different materials. This will be fun. Do we want to start this now or do we want to get to Boston and then? Let's say we, you know, this. You probably don't want to start then have to walk away from this, so I suggest we put it off until after Boston. Okay. Uh, Lilith will pack up all of her stuff, pictures, and um, trying to think if there's any book that uh, Cuddlebear was reading and trying to put everything together that were like, I'll bring those two to go meet. Uh, this individual yeah you can kind of take your pick really okay i'll try the uh the where the books that had the symbols that were on the container okay yeah you the think there are there are a few that have similar markings yes okay just for reference mm -hmm. <clears throat> you guys harvard wanna... oh go ahead do you guys want to get some like plexiglass or some sort of acrylic stuff to etch in and have it delivered here i mean it's kind of expensive. got the resources no we do um oh. dude i didn't like, know we had an stark open us, credit stark wrote us a yeah he wrote us a check for what three million well What's that? lee lee and um uh shit uh the the aquarium aquarium are, yeah the oh. ones that that are the curators yes. of that, but uh, so we'd have to yeah. go Lee, to you'd have to go to Lee or, or okay. Aquarius to do that. Yeah, or <laughs> yeah. He's like, I told you to lay low. Why do you need five hundred thousand dollars for post-it notes? <laughs> <laughs> we're trying something, plexiglass. Yeah. All right. 
um, that maybe that's a project we should start when we get back. And as, also, you guys need to try to get together and figure out what it is that you want to spend that three million on. So, so that Upgrades. you can uh, fucking dune buggy, the, uh, duh. <laughs> Big yeah, ass dune buggy with smoke. Laura, uh... yeah. guys, you realize we are in a firehouse, so we definitely need a Ghostbuster mobile. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, we need a vehicle, uh, maybe like a training room. I want a hot dog, a soda. Uh, one of those kitty towers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that goes up the pole. <laughs> like the boat, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The three. Yeah. yeah. Two so, poles. I mean, do you one want me to... with. Good. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all right. Um, are we get, up, get that all... started? Yeah, we are going to go in and just I'll create a, a circular donut, <clears throat> kind of like where everybody can sit down and and talk to each other and I'll just be in the middle and I'll fly it at remarkable speed, hopefully keeping the wind friction uh, away from these guys. But I will warn you, don't stick your hand out. It'll suck you right out. And then I'm not gonna be able to help you. So looking at you, okay. Shatter, the only one that can't fly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we dropped Shatter again. How long is it gonna take him to recollect? I've been thinking about it. Worst case scenario, I'll silver, sir. I'll put some of the glass under me and lift that up. Just use that <laughs> if I have to. But as oh, long yeah. as you're creating these comfortable black yeah. seats, you know, it's yeah, yeah. first class travel. <laughs> yeah. So let's go. The right. Right. Uh, right, I guess so you we'll, guys... try, we'll take off from the roof. <laughs> You make the flight to uh, to Harvard uh, and end up getting there uh, just in time uh, to meet with uh, the professor. Um, and he is waiting outside uh, the main library there on campus. Uh, um, I do. I would suggest like landing in front of him. No, you know? no, no. I was going to land like off campus, and we would walk onto campus yeah. and go to the library. Okay. Sure. Yeah. And of course, uh, we'd look. Like, where's the library? I don't know where the fuck <laughs> Harvard Main Library is. I'm a, I'm a pre-frosh. Sorry. <laughs> well, you get your directions through the library, and he is uh, yeah, he's Karen, outside. Karen can direct us there. That's true. <laughs> uh, and he sees you approaching uh, and waves at the group uh, and motions you all to come over. Uh, and he walks uh, towards you guys, hand extended. And he says, hello, Maya. Oh, Professor Ludgate. And she will just kind of give him the fist bump. Like, I don't know, shake hands. <laughs> um, come on inside. I've, uh, I've sequestered a, a study for us uh, where we can all talk privately. She follows, kind of looks over at uh, Colin and Kind of just does that. Yeah, he does it. Back. Um, she does have the Mace of Justice in her backpack and her elbow knives. Are those like straps or something like that that she had to do? 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember those. And then of course she's got a, a couple of a pistol. So I don't know if, if all she's of that's loaded. She's loaded. And she's also uh, got five grenades. So there's I like hope, I hope there's not a metal detector in there this library. There are definitely metal detectors. That's what I was like, maybe uh <laughs> taking out the grenades on the counter as we go through the oh, metal yeah. detector is Matrix not something we walk through just like what? Uh, she'll leave the grenades back at the fireplace. Uh and uh She'll just have the mace, not the gun, okay. and not the elbow knives. She'll leave all that at the firehouse. <laughs> um, the mace is metal, so it will probably set off the metal detector. So, do you mm. want to go in with that? Uh, well, I'll just basically take it out, and I'll have one of my t-shirts kind of wrapped around it. And I said, I'll go up to the the person at the desk. Like, this is an artifact. Please don't lose it. Can I keep this behind the counter while I go in? Or uh, does it, do you want me to, is it okay if I take this in? I'll just kind of show it and I'll take off the shirt. And it's like, it's, it's in pristine condition. You can see this is absolutely amazing. And it's really heavy, really, this, check it out. This sophomore that is manning the front counter is like, uh, yeah, I guess so. Um, I mean, if I can I'll take just, it in, by all means, I just don't want to break the rules, but this I, is I, obviously going to set off. I don't think you can take it in. Is, is she okay to take this in, Professor? Um, well, it is not a fact, so yes, if if you don't mind, I don't mind. Sure, Thank I you, don't Professor. care. <laughs> she, she takes it back and <clears throat> slides it back in. And she walks through, beep, beep, beep. It's the mace, it's the mace. <laughs> Ignore all the other grenades and pistols. Uh, no. <laughs> Just kidding. So yeah, I'll, that's... I don't know if anybody else is going to ping like super suit people <laughs> that have to walk through. Uh-huh. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So um, both of you guys ping as well. <laughs> Shatter, do you yeah. have your big ass sword or whatever, or the axe? The axe, no, we'll have left that back at the fireplace for this particular trip, knowing we were going to Harvard. I figured it'd be good enough to walk around the school campus <laughs> with a giant weapon. With the giant axe. The glass <laughs> is weird enough. Uh, Professor Ludgate uh, says, Don't worry, son. They're all with me. Everything's fine. You all are closing down shortly anyway. I'll take any heat that happens to come along. Whatever you say, Prof. And uh, he you. continues to walk down the hallway and goes to an elevator and takes, uh, takes you guys up to the second floor. Uh, and as you guys are walking towards uh, this little um, study that he's sequestered for you all, the lights in the uh, uh, library are beginning to kind of shut down uh, for the night. Um, he says, it's a good thing I have special access. Uh, go ahead, step inside. And he opens the door for you guys. Maya's going to look around at the door and everywhere around just just as a quick like hey mm -hmm. are there any green lights that are like um, <clears throat> she'll kind of maybe look around there are windows in this office basically yeah there's windows yep mm -hmm. she'll lean down and pet Mr. Cuddlebear and we'll think to him uh, do you see any symbols etched anywhere inside this uh, room kind of look around and see if he has anything uh, etched on the glass or if there's any rooms. Markings like on the yeah, walls? 
Yeah. Uh, now it seems to be seems to be clean. Just a regular old room. Then she'll kind of just do a final pat, stand up, and I'll walk in. Okay. All right. Everybody follows, I assume. Yes, I do, but I'm going to hang at the. I'm going to hang by the door. Okay. All right. Uh, he he walks in uh, and he says, "Do come, have a seat." And he's got several chairs kind of laid out uh, in front of the desk there for you guys. I'll jump up on the desk. Like I said, I'll still hang by the door. She'll grab a seat and uh, start digging in her her bag. Mm -hmm. uh, mainly for the main picture that has the three of them mm -hmm. together. And uh, I'd like, uh, I'm going to show him and ask, you know, when exactly was this taken? Do you remember this? <laughs> and and then right after that, she's going to say, so about the uh, tomb of Gilgamesh. As he's looking at the picture, she's just immediately going to, go in and it's like, so, tell me what happened at the tomb of Gilgamesh. Cut how, do you know, how do you know about that? We had a friend that helped us. We saw it with our own eyes. She was you coming. Saw, you saw your father. Yeah, when he blipped. I may call you Lilith, yes? Okay. I'm so sorry, Lilith, about your father and about what has happened to you. And this picture, this picture brings back a lot of memories. I haven't seen this picture in ages. Your father and I go back quite some time, well before you were born. Your father, as you know, was a well-known archaeologist, even in, in his younger days. When I was a graduate student here at Harvard, I had discovered through a genealogy class the heritage of my family. I come from a long line of Celtic Druids, all of whom were wiped out during the Dark Ages. But the bloodline persisted. Your father, Marcus, came to speak of an expedition he was part of in England that was directly connected to members of my ancestry. I went to him with my findings and we became fast friends. I owe Marcus the credit for putting me in the place where I became a master of the Druidic arts. But to be frankly blunt, I made a terrible mistake. I betrayed a friend. Lilith, this may come as a shock to you, but your father was madly in love with another woman before he met your mother, the woman in this picture. Beatrice. Yes. She was a beautiful woman, an explorer like him. Beatrix Duchamp. She was markedly older than us, but your father was indeed an old soul, and they were together through many of their journeys. When I joined the ranks, we were, the three of us, inseparable. 
long story short, your father became more and more obsessed with his work, while Beatrix and I were becoming more and more obsessed with each other. A pregnancy was the breaking point between the three of us. In a terrible case of mistaken identity, the child was mistaken as my own progeny. When years later we would discover that he was indeed your father's son. I raised Zachary throughout his childhood. After his mother died, it wasn't long after the truth came out and I discovered that Zachary was your father's son. By this point, though, your father, Marcus, had moved on. Had moved on. He had another family and a new daughter. You were seven years old when your grandmother on your father's side passed. That was the day where your father became the avatar of the night that is. The shard that rests within the amulet that now lies around your neck. The avatar for the night that is has been tied to your family for thousands of years, passed down from Mayan kings throughout generations. Your father left so that you would never have to bear that burden. My son, Marcus's son, your half-brother, discovered the heritage that I had hidden from him. Against my wishes, he returned to America in search of his birth father. And when he found him, befriended him, and joined him in his expositions, expeditions, excuse me. Eventually, Zachary discovered the power that he possessed and became obsessed with it. I believe that Nyx corrupted my son, our son, for he began to lash out in anger. There was a breaking point between Zachary and your father, and he was sent away, eventually joining the military, and in a psychotic break, burned his entire regiment alive. The cause of the fire was never determined, but I believe that in his quest to retrieve the night that is, he came into contact with a celestial power that shared the same interests as him, the desire to reclaim the heart of Nyx. You have the night that is. Marcus and I had reconnected after Zachary's disappearance and have been had been desperately trying to find the night that was and the night that yet may be for several months before the blip. Zachary is obsessed with gaining the shards and without your father, I was at a loss for what to do, but I knew I couldn't let her out nor could I let it fall in the hands of my disturbed son. So, Lilith, I am afraid I owe you a deep and sincere apology. If you haven't figured it out by now, you are the avatar for one of the most ancient beings in the universe. 
Now, I understand you've taken her name. She whispers it to you, doesn't she? Yes. Nyx is associated with the Greco-Roman pantheon known as the Olympians. But in fact, Nyx is actually a primordial being that was brought about at the dawn of time. She is the daughter of chaos and lived for a millennia until her peaceful existence was disrupted by the coming of the light and by the titan god who would become king, Zeus himself. After Zeus, other Olympians appeared on earth who carved up the silent darkness and forged their own kingdom. Nyx watched as the Olympians birthed children of their own while she was shunned and sidelined. Through her own magics, she gave birth to Hypnos, the god of sleep, with the hope that he would become accepted by the gods, but he too was frowned upon. Night and dark were banished to the outer side with all of the unknowns humanity feared. With each new legion of followers the Olympians gained, Nyx's rage began to grow and fester, which brought her a set of twins, Apat, Apate and Dolos, deceit and trickery. Nyx and her children rebelled against the gods, turning on Olympus. But in the end, the combined might of the gods were too much for her and her family. Zeus ripped out her heart and shattered it into three pieces. The night that is, the night that was, and the night that may yet be. Nyx was cast into a dark tomb devoid of light along with her children and the shards of her heart were dispersed to unknown locations. Now, your father and I became convinced that one of the shards was given to a powerful man-god of another pantheon. When we uncovered Gilgamesh's tomb and discovered it to be empty, devoid of remains, it confirmed my suspicions that Gilgamesh is still alive. And this was the moment that you must have seen the moment before your father fell to dust. I spent many sleepless nights in that tomb after cursing you with that amulet. I studied the markings on the walls and the sarcophagus, and this is what I discovered. There are patterns similar to those on the walls of Gilgamesh's tomb embedded within the network of the modern world. They are subtle, but upon close inspection, undeniable that ancient civilizations across the globe have been influenced by a common mindset, something that I have come to understand as the Unimind. These symbols in Gilgamesh's tombs, variations can be found in the architecture of not only Mesopotamia, but Egypt, Greece, Ireland, Mayan culture, Russian mythology, nearly every culture on earth. And there is an energy 
a cosmic energy that flows through it. And I've been able to tap into that energy. Your father and I worked very hard together to try to create a space where Nyx could be perhaps not entombed, but at least depowered for the time that she would take control over him. And I'm sure you have seen that her power comes and goes when you call upon it. Am I, am I not correct in this? I don't know if the power comes and goes, but the, the anger and the, the heat and the fear that ebbs and flows. Uh, whenever uh, I've been scared or stressed out or in a fight, <clears throat> I feel as, as though any time, at any moment, when if I get hit or if I get scared, she will take it as an opportunity to break through. So I don't, I don't feel that my ability changes. And she'll kind of light up with the black on her hands. It's like it doesn't change. And she'll just like throw this like stuff back and forth. And it's caustic, but I don't, it doesn't change. And then she'll let it go and it dissipates. <clears throat> so maybe, uh, is there a, is Zachary trying to get all three together? All three hearts to built to put it back together? I don't believe so. I believe he just covets the one that is around your neck. That was what he was after when he, when he turned on your father. Did your father know if these various, these three shards had different abilities, different capabilities? That we don't know. Um, what your father believed was combining these could potentially release him of his curse. But, but then what would happen with Nyx? Would she be entrapped in her heart or free? That is what we don't know. But that is also the thing that we wanted to keep away from Zachary. Because if Zachary? he got... I don't know. After he was uh, removed from the armed services, we lost track of him. You mentioned that you and father were trying to contain Nyx. We stumbled across a, a place that looked just like that. But it also looked a little lived in, right guys? In the storage facility. Yes. That's the one. Yes. Uh, your father and I... There was food in there for a couple of months ago. Yes, your father and I created that for him. Were you there um, a few months ago, or...? Myself, no. Uh, I would assume that he was. I thought he was with you on a day. He, he was uh, at the time of the, of the blip, yes, but we would come and go and, and would begin these searches uh, 
and we would lose track of one another for a little while. He had other places like this in several different countries, uh, but I was the one that helped him build these things many years ago. It just seems that if, if Father was using this room, he didn't clean it out before he left, which means he intended to come back before two months ago. Certainly, yes. But no because, one saw yeah. the Thanos' snap coming. Okay. Do you know... Uh, you don't know where Zack is now. Do I don't. Do you have a picture of him? Yeah. Yes. Um, give me one moment. Uh, and he kind of twirls his hands in the air and you see this green flame appear and out of the green flame he pulls a photograph. So we'll look for it, take a look. Yeah. Uh, uh, Karen? Should just hold it up to Colin. Karen, can you run a comparison of that to the patient's at Ravencroft. Um, just as a quick description, uh, he is a man of about 26, 27 years of age, roughly, if you had to guess. Um, and the photograph that you see, he is, he has kind of short cropped uh, hair uh, and a goatee somewhat like uh, the professor's, uh, but more closely trimmed. Um, and Karen runs the uh, comparison there, and she actually does come up with uh, a f photograph of patient 86. Mm hmm. I'm curious, Karen. Yes, we know where your son is. You know where my son is. Well, we know we know who. Yes, not. I'm wondering, Karen. Can you find out? Can you access the security feed from Friedmont Storage? Um, give me a roll on that one, there, Clint. Uh... Looking for face recognition of Zach coming in there. I'm still not mm, sure it gotcha. was my father. Mm -hmm. uh, what am I going to roll on? Uh, I think it's on the amazing column, whatever the computer okay. system is there for yeah. Stark Tech. Yeah. I'll go uh, call Karma on that. Uh, 37. I should be able to take that to yellow, no problem. Yeah, um, yellow. Okay. Yes, he, uh, Karen can access the footage. Um, and from what you can tell, the only person that has accessed that in the last several months uh, has been your father. So it is video of him going in. Yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> the last time, I'm going to ask for the last time he left the storage. Mm hmm. It would have been probably three and a half months ago. And this is on a screen somewhere, or how does it? Is it... Like a timestamp, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
No, I'm saying like, what? How am I? How is Maya seeing or Lilith seeing this? Is it oh, on a screen? I, I would. I would assume that um, on a phone. Karen probably would be yeah. sending it to your phone. It's to your phone. Okay. Yeah, and she'll just she'll look at the phone and she'll kind of just touch it and kind of just see and zoom in and and see if she can see his face. Mm -hmm. Still, a little nostalgic, I suppose. Mm -hmm. um, and so now and it's, Dr. We'll call him Dr. Druid now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, he sees you doing that and he puts his hand on your shoulder and he says, you know, your father truly loved you. He didn't want this for you. And I, unfortunately, bore the burden of having to find Nix's next host. This is not what he wanted for you. It could have gone to Zachary, but I could not send it to him. Not because of the love that I have for him, but because of the fear that I have of our son. And what he would do if given that power. So you, do you know of a way to, are they gonna kill me for this? To take it off? Or is there a way to get this from off of me and give I would it to assume, someone else? I would assume you have looked into this yourself, yes? I have, but I, this is very specific to the pendant. I didn't know about shards until yesterday. Uh, I don't know what this is, and I can't remove it. That's right. The only way to remove it is the death of the host. Actually, that may not be true. How is that? Um, I have spoken with this entity you we have been calling Nyx. Uh, I hope you do not mind, uh, but while you were sleeping, I took the opportunity to communicate with her uh, telepathically. If we were to find all three of these shards and bring them together, it would basically release you of being her vessel but it would indeed free her and her children. And she wants nothing more than vengeance upon Zeus and any of the Olympians that may remain. This does seem to be her sole focus, but I fear of what she might do after her vengeance has been met. Hmm. Do we know where the other shards are? You seemed... He can sense, she can somewhat sense that there is one on this plane other than the one that you possess, but the third one she cannot sense at all. I, I can corroborate with that. Is it because they, it's protected maybe? Shielded from Nyx so that she can't find it? Do we know I, who hid these things and where they might be? I do believe that's the case, and what I have been feverishly working on since your father's untimely demise is 
honing my ability to track these cosmic en energies that are connected to these patterns, these runes. I believe that I have traced this cosmic energy to a location in the outback of Australia. And whatever this energy is, it's alive. Alive. In your research, yeah, wait. Alive. So it has a host that has a vessel. Is I, that what you're saying? No, I believe the cosmic energy that I am sensing oh. is connected to something that is alive. These runes that were on Gilgamesh's tomb. Well, I believe that somehow he has survived all of this time. Perhaps it is connected to him or his progeny. Do we know what all these shards do? We know this, what's yours. Obviously. We know what yours does. Are there any stories or tales of anyone else coming into close contact with the other two? Or is it the only the only stories a... we were familiar with were the ones that your father knew that were passed down among the family. And that you were the protectors of the night that is. Are there protectors? Of the others one would assume wait so how many of the how many children was did she have originally there was the hypnos who is sleep and then the two deceit and trickery or whatever the twins yeah twins mm -hmm. the so oldest maybe, son was the sleep so maybe the shards are kind of similar to what like since yours is hers and you have darkness maybe one of them is like sleep and then the other one is like you know deceit and illusion dream yeah like maybe so, it bestows uh, the you know that these are of, part of her not yeah. her sons yeah well true well the idea of you know adam's rib maybe you know sort of like oh it's her heart i'm just nervous that one of these exists and evidently it's running around with uh, a folktale. I'm not really interested in fighting Yogamesh. I've read the books. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to do it. Also, Australia would be a long flight. Yes. Even at uh, our speed. Theoretically, we would be, theoretically, we'd be laying low. Exactly, the lowest of the low, mate. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't do um, that. Tells us what we want to buy for our $3 million. <laughs> a private jet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Not going to cut it, but yeah. Um, so uh, I, okay. d d is, do we know, is patient 86 still in Ravencroft or did he escape? That's, that's what I was wondering. He is still there. At least according to what Karen searched. So they, we, do we tell uh, Dr. Drew that, or do we just like 
you just said you know where he is. <laughs> but I, but I, I assume you guys are talking out loud with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I said that out loud. Yeah. Well, I mean, Lilith, Lilith is steadfast in her interest to go and meet her half brother. So she's interested because he wants it. I mean, she know he knows at least as much as she does, mm -hmm. if not more. And maybe he knows about the other ones. Is it a um, good idea for you to meet him since you can't get rid of the shard? Maybe not. What's he going to do? What's he? Yeah, what's he going to do when he sees that? He won't see it. I can pull yeah. it up. Yeah, it's if he senses it. If he ha if he has his own, then there might be a problem. Yeah. But, but obviously he he's in the out. insane asylum, right? So he's under lock and key. He knows mm -hmm. he knows you have it though. He's sending people to kill you. He knows you have it. Is he the one sending it? Yes. Or is there somebody else involved? Because I don't know if it's I don't believe it's Zach necessarily, right? I have a that, note that sent the people to grant my grandmother's spot? Yes. He's yeah. you think we he sent all those, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like working from inside the, the place, Joker right. style. Well, then I should definitely go see him. I don't think that's a good idea. Um, do you think he's got all of his little henchmen that are going to jump me right at the entryway to the insane asylum? Um, we don't know, what, uh, he's we don't know what he's capable of himself. If there's one thing we've I, I've learned about Lilith in the time that I've known her, it's it sets her mind to doing something. It's probably going to do it. Uh, so it's probably a matter of if we're going with her or not. You, will you don't need to be helping. We should go with her. How about idea? you go in and talk to him? I think we can get information from him. I, I or agree. we should we let Dr. Druid go in and see his son. I was about ready to suggest that myself. I would have to agree that putting you close to him, even though he is under lock and key, may not be the best idea. But yes, I would be what, willing to go. Wait a minute. What if Doctor, um, I'm going to do something that might surprise you. I change into Lilith. What if I do go? That's what I was going to suggest. Yeah. Good old master of disguise. Yeah. By yourself? No, with you. Hmm. And I, uh, Lilith can feed you lines via me. So you can like, actually act like her. Well, and you I guys also can be look close. like my mother. I also look like my mother. Uh, well, but... so, does he know that my mother was blipped? Dr. Druid. You knew. How did you know? How did I know? Yeah. You said Lilith. Even before I even did anything. I look and sound like my mother. How did you know? It's a kind of magic. Would your yeah. son be able to do the same thing? My son 
did not choose the same path. And he is also not actually of my blood. So teaching yeah, yeah. him the ways of the Druid uh, was not within his means. But I do believe, and if he is indeed at Ravencroft, he certainly has some sort of powers, and my assumption would be some sort of emoliation uh, due to what happened to his regiment. Does he know what's... Does, does he know what I and or my mother look like? I believe so, yes. Oh yeah, he sent the dudes. So. Now I'm wondering if he knows what Lilith the kid looks like, um, or you know Maya. I'm, I'm assuming Maya because family friends. She probably would have been around, but Lilith seems that she was born and separated, kind of right from the get go. Well, Not they were trying to kidnap, kidnap you in your your form, though. And, and that oh, looking like Maya. So they had they obviously. Maya's well, they also is. it could have been the the Nyx was the tip off though. The black. I think, I think what it was it, since you weren't there in that play session, they were saying grab the girl, the female. Okay. Uh, but it was because of the amulet around your neck. So whether it was Lilith or Maya oh, that Maya. had it, they didn't care who it was. All they knew is we got to get that amulet. Okay. Yeah, so maybe they'll be able to sense the amulet. But yeah, go in as Lilith. See if you can get some stuff. And yeah, if we can do the whole... Um, Switcheroo. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Brilliant plan. Did you guys ever see this really old movie called Roxanne? <laughs> <laughs> no. No. All right, so I think with that in mind, knowing that we're going to go about it in this manner, it's going to make me kind of rethink a few little things here. Uh, and we'll call it for tonight, and then we'll meet up at Ravencroft uh, next session. What do you say? Sounds good. Sounds good. good. All right. Ravencroft, here we come. We didn't do a whole lot of rolling tonight, but a whole lot of storytelling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well planned. Oh, man. Gentlemen, we are all oh, old. Everybody stay safe. All right. <laughs> See y'all later. Bye bye. Talk to you in a couple of years. Okay. Bye.